I was doing a little housekeeping, as Dan Duran would call it, on my computer. Um, one of the things that runs all the music and, and you know, plays all the, this stuff. And, and there's all kinds of little uh, bits that we've done over the years that for some reason are on this. Have a listen. It's Harper with her fishnet stockings. It's the first time my, my thing moved, yeah. mostly. It was like, what's going on here? Can you remember the last time it moved? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, it used to move yeah. all the time, independent. It used yeah, to be it like, what? Y2K celebrity. <laughs> Humble and Fred, only talking about things that matter. When didn't, we, didn't we think we were funny? <laughs> I was. It was very funny. <laughs> that, line, that line surprised me. A little Y2K celebration. Um, anyway, yes, there was that, and there was a whole bunch of other stuff on there. Um, anyway, nostalgic. I was getting nostalgic for some of this stuff. Cool. Very cool. You know what we didn't Did you play? use your mouse to help no, that on? No, I have not oh. yet attached my mouse. Oh, so it's in uh, the package still looking good. It's still... <laughs> <laughs> Have you thanked Dan for your most yet? Oh, I've thanked him profusely. Okay. Profusely. Smart guy. Um, you know what we didn't play? And this will be the last thing from the uh, the Christmas season. Is, What's uh, that? I don't think we played... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we didn't play this. And for you people who don't know Darren, that's not that's nothing special. That's just Darren on like a on that's a normal really day. Cool. When you can pull off comedy without words. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I came across that. I'm like, damn it. Why didn't we play the gift of Nat King Cole's Oh, come all ye faithful. We think it's funny. His wife doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lori doesn't think it's funny. No, that's universal. <laughs> the wife doesn't think it's funny. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to be like, you know, by the way, speak, speaking of Lori, she's going to be with me on uh, Thursday. We'll talk about that. Yeah, right on. Oh, Dahl thinks Howard's hilarious and mm. Buddy Doug and, you know, Darren. <laughs> but not me. She doesn't think I'm so funny anymore. But that's yeah, the way it goes, right? Because she gets the act constantly every oh, yeah. day for hours upon hours. <laughs> that's right. It becomes tedious. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering the number of the, like that would be a fun Humble and Fred Hundy P drinking game. Every time Fred says, so I was talking to Doll or I was saying to Doll. <laughs> and, and think about that. Those are only the times we hear about what you've said to Doll. What about the, <laughs> the constant barrage of so, things so, I've yeah. said to Doll? You know what? She got over the holidays a lot, but she was sweet because she listened to me and I would explain things. Uh, Melanie and Josh, you know, Melanie, my daughter, husband, Josh, got me the uh, McCartney lyrics book. Over oh, very the, cool. Uh, for Christmas. And I just sat up there, up there in the family room by the fire for hours. Just re And it's cool because it just, it takes like 160 songs and just explains them. So each chapter, so to speak, is like, 
two or three pages. It's a great so you can read one, be done, and then put it down and come back an hour later. You get the. You oh, get, wait a second. So you read one, you finish. Nah, you know what I'm saying. You go and do something else. You come back. Anyway, and it's right. like, hey, doll, you know this song? Like, you know, <laughs> you think it's about one thing, it's about another thing? Oh, really? Yeah. And I must have said that to her 50 times over the weekend. You know, oh, here yeah. there, everywhere, you know. You know, you remember that song? And then I would read some lines from the book, him explaining it. Very cool. You know, it's really a good thing she doesn't live downtown. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Just one day you'll be talking to her. She would just step off a subway platform. <laughs> you know, hey, doll. Um, let it be as doll. Doll. Where'd doll go? <laughs> so I'm reading this book, and then I came down. And I got all Beatle nostalgic, and I watched uh, Get Back Again from beginning to freaking end. Wow. Over, over two days. Yeah, that's how I spent my time. Well, I've got a yeah, doll. My, I, I, you know, my little uh, wife was drawn into that again. And I, at one point, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, maybe I should stop explaining. She loves the Beatles, but maybe not sure. this much. She doesn't need that much explanation. Uh, I got uh, a doll connection, or I have a doll connection from the holidays. And by the way, welcome back. We're going to start the show officially, I promise. But this last little pre-show. I'm not, sure, I'm not even sure I mentioned this to you. But I, so doll gave us some, she knows we love the Bark, the Glasswind family. We get a tin of bark. I got one. Well, we got a family tin, and then the girls each got a tin. So there was a lot of bark in the house, and we gave it away. We gave some to I gave some to a neighbor, and and uh, but for about three or four days, we ate a lot of bark here. And sure. at one point, I said, I may have told you this. I said to one of the kids, I said, Daddy has to go to bark rehab. Daddy can't. Daddy can't. Has no control. I have no control over the bark. And believe me, I have some control. But I uh, got to the point where I was like, okay, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I was even doing things like, okay, we can only have bark between the hours of 1 and 6 p.m. <laughs> or, okay, we can only have bark um, but, but while we're watching the movie. And when the movie's over, we have to stop. I mean, it was ridiculous, Dan. Wow. So, yes. Yeah, so, discipline right there. Yeah, I had to go to Bark Rehab. Well, you got some too, didn't you, Dan? Oh, yes. I, it was a, a big hit in the house here. The last piece was eaten last night because uh, my son Colton was not feeling uh, very well. And then uh, Lisa said yesterday, is this, this is the last piece of Bark? You better take it down to your son. That's a good point. So I did. And he, and he, uh, he, finished, he finished it off. But all of uh, both of Lisa's boys, uh, they were very big on it and their girlfriends. So we, yeah. it was a house full of Bark eating. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard to stop once you start. It really is. I know. Dolly, uh, I said to her, Doll, I said, <laughs> I said, you know, you hit a home run with the chocolate banana bread as well. Oh, and she did. I don't know if she, you got a loaf of that. No. Word, but oh, she makes this chocolate banana bread. It has chocolate chips in it, and you warm it up a bit before you eat it, and it's just, it's outstanding. With, with or without a cup of tea. Oh, no, yeah, you got to have a cup of tea with it. Yeah. Uh, Doll yeah. also gave me a jar. Of the uh, world-famous uh, Dolls Granola. Immortalized in song, I believe, as Dolls Granola. <laughs> and uh, I actually said to the girls, who were spending a lot of the holidays here, my daughters, Charlie and Spencer, and I said, no, no, that's just for Daddy. And I've made that, I made that jar last the entire holidays. Wow. Well, there was a, everybody was eating it here, and I put it away. I hid it. You, you hid your granola? Yeah. That's a, that's a so, smart thing to do, dude. 
Yeah, so I've got a little bit. And, I'm, and what I've been doing with that granola is sort of adding it to other things. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little dash here yeah. and there just because mm-hmm. it's, it's so powerful. It's very powerful. It's gingery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, there's a hint of cayenne pepper in there too, right? Which is makes it... It just makes it unique as well. Just a hint. So anyway, that's uh, that's a little bit of a, that's a little flavor of what you missed for the last whatever number of days when the Humble and Fred show was on hiatus. But let's get back to it. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Toronto, from our well-equipped Brampton facility, and from Lisa's dining room table in Peterborough next to a fake New Year's tree. And is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, and Kelsey's. And our newest sponsor, Lender's Choice Mortgages. And now, with the arrival of the new year, here are two men whose balls have dropped and have resolved to be more resolved. It's the non-wishy-washy Humble and Fred. Yeah, dude. Thank you very much, Dan Duran. Beautiful angel. And um, I just want to uh, break in before we start our regular programming and... Just a little message from the sales department. It's not easy getting people to say yes. A lot of times they, uh, we have sponsors and they just become part of our family. And whenever we can convince somebody to uh, take a, t- a test drive of the Humble, Ex- Humble and Fred experience, it is uh, worth noting. And um, this fellow, Mike Kazarian, we have a long history, actually, Mike and I, we do. And, and Mike's... We have a history on the show with Mike, Fred, because Mike's wife, Andrea England, has been a guest on our show. She's a musical artist, a songwriter. Oh, right. I remember. She yes. came in. Um, she's, she's a sort of a peer of a lot of people that we know. She created this um, Toronto experience called Four Chords and the Truth, where she gets singer-songwriters to perform. And so we have some history with Kazarian, mm-hmm. the Kazarians. But Lenders Choice Mortgage is going to be something you're going to be hearing about starting today and going forward for the next few months. And what a topic, because I was talking to Mike yesterday, you know, there is hundreds of billions of dollars of mortgages that come due every year. There's hundreds of millions coming due this year in Canada. And a lot of people listening are going to be thinking about doing something different with their mortgage. And uh, having Mike on the show, much like the retirement Sherpa, he's going to be like a mortgage Sherpa to help people find a new way around the mortgage experience. Because for most of us, I don't know, well, the two of the three of us here, our mortgages, my mortgages have always been with banks. Right. Yeah. Same here. Dan, you? There are other options. Yes. Yeah. My uh, same thing. Banking. I know there's other options. I just don't didn't know i should could do that well that's the thing about mike and 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 the people at lenders choice they're all people from the banking industry with with years and years of experience you know having worked on bay street and all this um you know most people know that banks basically offer one product one rate and if you don't qualify or don't like the terms of the conditions you go to another bank And uh, when you work with a mortgage broker like Lenders Choice Mortgages, they have access to over 75 lenders. What they do, and this is brilliant, is they shop around. 
uh, for us, for you. If you're looking for a mortgage, you don't have, we don't, they don't have any preferences to one lender. They work with the lender that makes the most sense for whatever it is you're trying to do. They work with banks, credit unions, uh, monoline lenders, alternative lenders, and private lenders, and they can find a solution for all your mortgage financing needs. Uh, this is just the beginning, and you'll hear more about it. Mike's going to be on with me. Uh, later this week and if you want more information it's lenderschoice.ca uh, you Kinda do like have a, a choice a travel agent for uh, for mortgages Dan Duran that is it it's like going to a travel agent for mortgages as opposed to going to one stop uh, I think um, anyway so and that's I think that. you would find they have a lot more flexibility than banks too you know the stuffy old banker sitting there in his suit and his cigar at the side of his mouth <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right, Jimmy Stewart. That's exactly. That's right. You old savings alone. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's LendersChoice.ca, and I just wanted to open the show uh, with a shout out to the Kazarians, Mike in particular, for having the um, you know taking a little. you know, taking us for a test drive, I guess. I was going to say taking a chance, but I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of people that listen to this program that might be in the uh, mode of remortgaging uh, something. And uh, maybe this is the year you uh, step away from uh, your sort of standard banking scenario. Yeah, it's going to be a huge spring. Apparently, millions of mortgages, as you say, are coming due this spring with the new rates so there's going to be a lot of people you know shopping for a mortgage yeah and uh we want you to uh, listen I've, I've known mike a long time and like i said a, a bit of history on the program with mike he's a really good guy really funny and a uh, good guy to have in your corner mike kazarian at LendersChoice.ca. okay boys 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 dan uh any highlights from the uh, other than the bark and the granola any Christmas highlights. Do you want to start us off with one of your heartwarming stories that devolves well, was, that devolves into awkwardness? <laughs> totally did because we were there was a big uh, Lisa's uh, two sons are excellent musicians, and they were going to reawaken after COVID the uh, their annual get together with a bunch of friends here. Play they have a band they put together and they started putting the whole uh, rearranging the living room up here and setting up their their uh, entire band and. That's was was going to be the thing. This house has had uh, seven people in it for the holidays, and half of the house got sick with uh, a flu, and um, one of the, one of her boys got sick just before the the new year, and so the whole thing was called off. No, oh, that sucks. So it's been a, been a different kind of year that way for sure. Half of seven is three and a half. Who had half flu? Who <laughs> <laughs> just had like a runny nose and a just yeah. like a little bit of yeah. body ache. Yeah, a hangover or two here and there. But, you know. That sucks. I've heard so much about that over the holidays, and <clears throat> we really watched ourselves with going away tomorrow. I was deathly afraid that somebody was going to get sick still holding my fingers, but it's just wild. Like, our <laughs> I'm sorry. Darren You're holding your fingers or crossing your fingers? Is it, did I say holding my, yeah, I'm holding holding my, my fingers. fingers like this? That's a cross. <laughs> okay. Pull my fingers. <laughs> different thing too, right? All right. I'm pulling my fingers. Okay, so has anyone, like the kids, the babies, nobody got anything? So far, no. Good for you. I haven't heard this morning's report, but it's just, it's crazy how many people uh, have been uh, knocked out by 
you know, not just COVID, but some freaking flu that's going around as well. Yeah, I, I we sort of escaped it. I uh, I wasn't. We didn't have seven people here. We had uh, well, f- there was three of us for three or four days staying here. Five of us for Christmas dinner. On uh, holding both of my fingers, uh, haven't gotten sick. I really. I but I will say this. I, I have a story later if we have time about my passport renewal experience, and I spent a good couple of hours surrounded by a couple hundred people and i wore a mask i did i uh in the passport office where i had to sit for uh, and wait i was one of a few people and i will say this the other people that were wearing masks were people our age but i just have no interest in getting sick i had the flu shot have my latest booster for the vaccine yeah i saw a real uh significant amount of people over the christmas holidays wearing masks in grocery stores and again it was older people yeah um yeah i really compared even to last year right um saw a lot of people wearing masks so you weren't alone delise tomorrow on the plane she tells me she's wearing a mask i may too i really haven't thought that far ahead but she is well i I may have a take i may have a take (laughs) you may have a take i may have a take (laughs) <laughs> wow sorry what there i just got a little bit of uh got a bit of strokey i may how he i may have to take a flight later this week and i will absolutely be wearing a mask on it yeah 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 can't argue with that you know just uh take that precaution i probably will too at even least maybe until I sit in my seat, but even but that's stupid too, right? Yeah, that's that's like that's like that's like when they used to have smoking sections on planes. Oh no, yeah, I, okay. It's just seat sixteen A. You can smoke sixteen uh, seventeen. You better not. It's just those um, definitely in the you know the long lineup for the security and all that shit. But even though I have Nexus, I probably won't be using it tomorrow. I'll be with the kitties for that experience. So. I don't know. I got to think about it. I don't know. I think that's a great learning experience for them, though. It's like when mm-hmm. you when you get out of the line and go zippity doodle through Nexus, you say to the kids, "This is what happens when you take yeah. the pre- when you when you prepare." Yeah. When you guys, if you guys, if, when you get older, you'll have kitty Nexus. Mm. Yeah, you can meet him at the bar. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Meet the All kids right. at the get. Everyone gets that. a whiskey shot. Um, Eight twenty in the morning, but what the fuck? Why not? <laughs> uh, my, I had so many great moments. We had such fun. I have such a good time with the two kids, and we had lots of laughs. But I, I share this with Fred Daniel. I'm not sure if you and I talked about it when we spoke, but you know, I you know I, I like cooking, and I know things don't always turn out. Had Brussels sprouts with bacon. Had fennel and tomato. Had stuffing was the best, and then I made a turkey. And a bunch of things, I won't, there was a whole bunch of things that went wrong with the turkey. Part of it was it didn't quite defrost. I had it in the downstairs fridge for four days, and part of it was still a little bit icy, which apparently is no big deal. Anyway, as I was telling Fred, I said, you know, I wrecked the turkey, and then Fred yelled to Dahl, Howard murdered a turkey. <laughs> and uh, and I thought about it. I said, if, if this turkey were a true crime podcast, it would be called Howard murdered a turkey. <laughs> like, it was so bad. And I'm not a turkey fan. I admit that. Gravy was good. The stuffing was great. I made sausage. Sausage stuffing was really, really good. Mm. But 
Um, the turkey was... Uh, like, if the turkey was a golf score, it would not have broken 90. Well, walk us through it. Number one, I wish you'd have called me, because if they're not quite thawed on Christmas morning, a couple hours beforehand, you could just fill the sink with cold water. And no, I know it. about that. Did you do that? Well, here's the thing. When I took it out of the downstairs, I, I read online, I read up all, yeah. all the things okay. you can do. When it was time, like, it, it felt mostly thawed. So when I went to unwrap it, and, and, and you know, the, to begin the process, right. I didn't really know until I put my hand inside its hole that it was sort of icy inside there. So I thought, okay, it's not that big a deal. So what happened was it all cooked unevenly. The top of it was dry, the white meat. The bottom of it, some of it, I wasn't sure we should eat. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Sounds yeah. Like a problem with your oven. No, I don't know. And it, I will say this, though. I made a turkey soup the next day. Right. That was outstanding. So I, I it did salvage it that way. The flavor was pretty cool. So do you put a thermometer in it? I did. And what was did it? you take it out at? Well, that was the thing. Okay, I, I'm... <laughs> Okay. It wasn't until you and I talked. Because, see, on on my thermometer, on my thermometer, it says, you know, chicken or, or, it doesn't say turkey, it says chicken, at 180. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I know, wait. You told me, you said, you are, I'm talking to a friend about the turkey. He's like, I took it out at 165. And I was like, no, "Hmm." less than that. Less than that. I know. I should have. So when I I got it, when I put the thermometer in at like 145, 150, I should have taken it out and it would have been fine. 145 is a bit low, you know, and I'm. The thing is, all the literature you get says 180 because they want to cover their ass, right? Right. But there's no need for that. I took mine out at 158 and then rested it for about an hour and a half, covered, and it was beautiful and juicy. And even two days later, it was still juicy. It was crazy. So, that, uh, that length of time, that, that, that it didn't cool down too much? Oh, no, no. No, no. It's, it, it still cooks after. That's the thing. When you rest oh, yeah. meat, people don't realize this. I mean, in restaurants, what they do is they rest it, and then just before they serve it, they'll flash it. Yeah. Like they'll fire it quickly for a minute just to bring it back up to heat. But when, okay, so when I when I saw the turkey at 145, 150, you're right, that was too low. But when it was in the 150s, which I remember, I what I did is I just kept I just left it in. I said, "Well, we'll give it another 20 and that extra minutes is what ruined it." Yeah. Because remember, it'll actually go up while it's resting. Yeah. Before it starts to recede. Um yeah, and some people say you shouldn't completely cover it. We do, and we've had good luck with that. Delisa put foil over it, and then actually a towel. And I'll tell you, an hour and a half, almost two hours later when I cut it, I could hardly touch the meat. It was still that hot. So that's the reason that you want to take it out in the one high 150s maybe. Because by the time you're cutting it, it might almost be 165, 170. But the 180, to take it out at 180, no, that means by the time you're eating it, it's even more than that. Well, that's that's just horrid. Yeah, it was no good. Mm-hmm. So the, the the inner part did not cook, is what you're saying. Well, right? mostly it did, Dan. Like I, I might be exaggerating. Like when we like the the bottom of the mm-hmm. bird, the the legs, uh, they looked looked a little pinkish to me. But I was so everything was so. I just said maybe we shouldn't eat that. We had here's the thing. Everything else was fine. It, like it was it was okay. And so I had enough meat on the serving platter that everyone got some turkey got more than enough white meat but you know it just 
It was a dry. little bit, a little bit dry. Maybe, you know, could have been less dry. It could have been less dry and it would have been fine. What you could have done, too, is pulled the legs and wings off and just put them like on a baking sheet and put them back in the oven for half an hour or something. Yes. You yes, could I could have done that. Uh, what I did do is, uh, well, actually, I guess maybe I did do that because once I had finished, once we had finished getting all the white meat off and everyone had enough, I think while we were cleaning up, I put it back. I put it back in the oven for another half an hour or so. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, and it's the second time, and it just sort of struck me. Um, you're not a Costco member, are you anymore? No, I am. Or not. are you? No, I am not. Because it's the second time I've bought a fresh Kirkland turkey, which means fresh, not yep. frozen. Yeah. And it was it was excellent. Because sometimes those we buy those uh, cook from frozen butter balls, and just the breasts and everything just don't seem to be very large. I don't know what the reason is, but these Kirkland fresh turkeys, it was so plump and and and. Just really, just lovely is what I'm going to say. And then Dahl puts butter in under the skin and then seasons it. And But I've had really good luck with them. And again, fresh. Go a couple of days before and get it. Just leave it in the fridge and then cook it from fresh. It was, it was really good. Yeah. I did that. I put uh, garlic all over the meat. I uh, put butter under the skin. Uh, stuffed it. Did what I could. All the, all, right. I did all the steps except I just overcooked it. And, and you're right. They do make you think you got to get it to 180 mm. to be careful but i was a you little surprised actually i'm surprised that i had that thing defrosting for four days and it yeah. wasn't quite done you should have called fred's uh, turkey rescue <laughs> service well i, I think it's funny that fred doesn't think that the the these information is not available online i was googling everything you could do <clears throat> yeah but you know what the problem with that is sometimes you get because I've done that, too, to be honest. it's uh, You might get three or four different answers. You know yes. what I mean? Sometimes when you're going, when you're trying to Google the answer or, you know, the recommendations for something like that. So you eventually you just sort of hit on your own program and stick to it. Yeah, man. And, and the, yeah, the key is getting that bastard out of there. Soon enough. Well, that's where I made a mistake. I, and then it wasn't until you and I spoke that I was like, yeah, man, I left that thing in too long for safety's sake. Um, all right. Let's, uh, you know, we can move on from that. Oh, this is not working. Well, that's too bad, you know, because there's only a couple of times a year. And I know you're not a big turkey guy anyway. Yeah. But there's only a couple of times a year when you have it. So you want it to be right, obviously. Uh, you know, and. Depending, like the uh, like everything, like all the meat at Costco, there is no deal on meat at, at Costco. It's ridiculous the price of their meat, including their turkeys. I could have got a turkey cheaper elsewhere, but uh, I'd be willing going forward to pay that extra for when the, the fresh Kirkland turkey. Hey, it's pretty weird, eh? When your favorite golf ball and your favorite turkey have the same <laughs> That's right. Name. If, only, if only Titleist made a turkey, I'd be so happy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or the the Taylor made turkey this year was so good. So good. So good. Um, let's, uh, Dan, will you be uh, favoring us with your first news of the uh, year? Yeah, there's lots of new, new, new Year's news. 
New 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 Year's news. Yeah, so I'm okay. gonna work on that and my stroke, and then I'll. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, geez, apparently you're tired by the time you come back. <laughs> Apparently my stroke was uh, contagious. He'll come back, his arm will be on ice. (laughs) Um, Let's get started with some other people that support this program in the year of our Lord, 2024. Well, let's talk about Bodog. Uh, Early line is in for next uh, Sunday night's game. Nice. At the Dolphins. Whoever wins that game will win the division, believe it or not. You know, there's a way that the Bills can actually still miss the playoffs. It's a crazy yeah, I, want, I want to talk about this. Yeah. It could happen. Okay. Anyway, uh, the, the Dolphins, uh, they're uh, minus three, so they're the slight favorite to win that game. Maple Leafs in Los Angeles tonight. The Leafs, I'll tell you, there's a odd bunch of guys. I'll tell you that team. Anyway, minus 142 on the L.A. Kings. The Leafs, the underdog, as they should be against most teams nowadays. Really struggling, it seems. Uh, Bodog, I get these numbers from Bodog, obviously. Again, into 24, a fine sponsor of the Humble and Fred Show. And we thank them very much. They've been around since, uh, what, 1994. Providing uh, Canadians with the best way, the best form of online wagering. That's Bodog. So, um, Charlie, my daughter's boyfriend, the gentleman she lives with, uh, I often refer to him as my future son-in-law. He and I have become uh, Bill's buddies because now this season, I'm, I think including last week's game, probably the fifth or sixth, seventh time we have gotten together and watched a game. And, and it was kind of a running gag with us that for, for a while there, we had nothing but losses, like three or four, three games in a row or whatever it was we watched together. A couple games they lost. And then a couple weeks ago, I changed the uh, the menu of what we ate that day. We had some uh, we had something different. Doesn't matter what it was. I didn't ruin it. And so uh, Levi's his name. He was going to come over to my house as opposed to me picking him up, picking him up. And uh, he gives he, he sends me a message a few minutes before kickoff. He says I'm a little bit late. And I'm like, dude, you have to be here. It's like part of the karma. And then of course the game starts, and they run it back. For a touchdown. Who are they playing again? New England. New England, right. So I text him. I go, dude, they just ran it back for a touchdown off the opening kickoff. He thinks I'm kidding because it's ridiculous. Then first play from scrimmage, Josh Allen gets sacked. I send him a note. Now Allen got sacked. He thinks I'm just making this shit up. But you can't. And so when that game started, I'm like, really? It was quite disgusting, but of course well, they came I know. Uh, you texted me, what the fuck, and I hadn't even started, I hadn't even started watching yet. <laughs> really? And I got a text, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it was no good. Yeah, um, I'm, you know, Josh, like even at the end of that game when he carried the ball, there was no reason to carry the ball. They were in field goal range. A field goal would have put the game out of reach. What was he running for and know. putting his shoulder down? Like... He's, yeah, with two minutes left in the game. makes some odd decisions. It still concerns me. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, that wasn't his best game. And, and as a no. passer, no. he was like 15 for 31. Uh, yeah, there's you something know. going on there. Yeah, because his he's been... passing he's, is gone. It's, he's a bit off. 
Yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah. But but I, uh, uh, as a Bill fan, as a Bills fan, I am uh, several times during the broadcast stopped and froze the television just so could try to absorb all the different mm-hmm. scenarios. There was about 12 of them on uh, Sunday. If they win, if they clinch, this guy loses. So now you say, like, I understood this, and this is two questions I had for you. So with a win against Miami this coming week, they clinch the division. Yes. But so it, but, but Baltimore and Baltimore's already won. They get the bye. They're the first seed. Done deal. So they're the first seed. And what would a win against Miami do? Would that give Bills the second seed? Or? It would give them the second seed, which would mean the first game would be a home field. And if they won that, the second game would be a home field. The second game against Baltimore? No, because they wouldn't play Baltimore. The one two seeds wouldn't. Oh can't right, okay, meet, right. So now describe. So if if they beat Miami, they get they. This is what you just told me. If they don't beat Miami, you're saying there's a way they could miss the playoffs. Yeah, and it 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 hinges. It's an outside thing, but if Pittsburgh was to beat Baltimore, and you think, how is Pittsburgh going to beat Baltimore? But Baltimore's, it's all, it's all put away for Baltimore. They could rest a lot of guys this Sunday. Right? Exactly. Um, but then to counter that argument, they get the bye. So do the, how many guys do you want to rest and not have them play this week and then not again next week? You know what I'm saying? That's too much time. So it will be, here's the word, interesting First one. First one to 24. See how Baltimore um, handles that situation. Yeah, they're pretty good, Baltimore. Oh, I think that's. They're the class of the league. It looks like San Francisco and Baltimore in the Super Bowl, but you never know. You never know. Well, the kid that they were talking about, the Baltimore quarterback who's. You know, possible MVP. I'd never heard of him. Sorry. But I watched some of the highlights of that game. Mm-hmm. He's pretty strong. He's got a pretty strong arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's throwing the kind of passes. There were five touchdown passes in that game. Mm-hmm. He's throwing the kind of passes that you would see from Josh Allen when, you know, when and when Josh is playing well, which he has not played well for a couple. They've, they've been running the ball more in the last four or five games since this mm-hmm. dude took over. Mm-hmm. The new offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. By the way, here's <laughs> here's the thing I don't understand. I kept saying this to Levi. Why do we? Why do they t- keep taking the shot on television of the offensive coordinator in a booth? What, what what is that doing for anyone? No, I get it because it's a storyline, you know. And why do they keep showing Taylor Swift in the Kansas City? Well. Because Taylor Swift is one of the most recognizable humans on planet Earth. The new offensive, we, we get it. It's, it's, it's not week one. Week one, I got it when they changed the uh, offensive corner. But it's not week four, four or five. Yeah. It's a weird See, shot, though. I know, but it doesn't. I sort of, not that I like it. It doesn't bother me because you sort of put yourself in the position of that guy. Like, there he is up there. And, like, he's running the offense. And just the way they're looking at the field and then looking at their sheets and stuff like that, I find it somewhat compelling, honestly. I do. And I would rather see that than Taylor Swift for the 950th fucking time. Yeah. What do you think's getting, what do you think the guy in the truck who's making this switching decision? Oh, I know. You don't, you don't need to. I know. Oh, why. oh, okay. I know why it's done, and uh, yeah, 
yeah. Because everyone watching can name Taylor Swift. Only about one of us, or you know, a, a small percentage, you know who that guy is. No, I know. I know. Anyway, it's just one of those things. Every time yeah, I take and- a shot, I go, oh, go, go. I said, Levi, oh, good. What's he thinking? Let's go to that guy again. So speak- <laughs> speaking of uh, Kansas City, right? Like, yeah, they're 10 and 6. So they would have to lose their last game and Bills win for the Bills to be the second seed. Kansas City coming back to beat Cincinnati fucked the Bills a bit up for the second seed because Kansas City would be a division winner. So that would trump the Bills head-to-head with Kansas City. But again, this is all. Let's just wait and Look, see so what happens. The Bills are 11 and 6 now. No, they're 10 and 6. 10 and 6. They would go to 11 Kansas and 6. Kansas City's 10 and 6. Okay. If they both finish 10 and 6, Kansas City gets the tiebreaker because they're a division winner. Bills would not be. Or Bills would be. Oh, yeah. What am I saying here? I'm sorry. The Bills would be. So, yeah. So they still have, yeah, they have a direct route to um, the second seed, which, again, would be huge. So and that's just be, be, all they have to do is beat Miami. That's right, because they then they would, again, I'm contradicting myself, they would both be division winners, mm-hmm. but the Bills would get the tiebreaker because they beat Kansas City during the regular season. So right. That's, that's the deal. Yeah, I watched some of the Kansas City game as well. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm like, I can spend, it is pretty funny to me, because I, I spend most of the Sundays in a, in a season watching whatever golf tournament's on. I just do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that most people haven't heard of. I just like it. But now I'm sitting there from 1 o'clock until 6 o'clock when we went out for dinner. This was my New Year's Eve, how I spent it with. I spent it with my future son-in-law. It was fun. And uh, just watching football. And, and like an old he, he makes fun of me. Because like an old guy, at some point I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I slept through part of the third quarter. Oh, did you? A little bit. <laughs> Just nod off. Dude, I went to a movie yesterday and fell asleep. <laughs> like it was because it was right. Randy and I, ex-wife Randy and I went to uh, see that movie uh, called Ferrari about the life of, uh, what's his face, Ferrari? Uh, Adam Driver's in it. And uh, okay. at some point, like it's a longer movie, but at some point it was right in, it was, the movie started at around three o'clock, which is mm-hmm. prime napping time for me. So as someone who's trying to avoid COVID, why would you go in a movie theater? Is that? I know. I know. Hypocrite. I know. Well, no, I mean, you're not being a hypocrite. You're just being a bit careless. You know, I never thought of I it. I wouldn't call that hypocritical. I would just, I'd say, you know, I might question your choice. That's well, I did two things. I would be like, why would you do that? I went to a, a crowded restaurant. Like, there, we went out for dinner. I thought, oh, it's 6, 6.30. and won't be anybody in the restaurant. We went to that, uh, went to a Korean barbecue spot on Queen, right, right across from Much Music, or whatever that's called now. And so I did that. And then the next day or two days later, I'm in a crowded movie theater. No, I know. I know. But I napped red, red at one point. I sort of, once I woke up again, I didn't think, you know, you, you know when you do that, when you think no one's going to notice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rand, Randy's like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, what? She goes, where were you? I said, I was, I was just closing my eyes for a second. <laughs> but apparently I closed it for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know when the last time was I was in a movie theater. Long, long time ago. 
even in the best of times, I don't know what would motivate me to go to the actual, to go to the, to the picture show. Well, what about taking the, because I have another movie story, if I, if I mean, what about taking the babies to a movie? And I got a great, oh, I have a great movie. Dad do. Hmm? Yeah, I know, but if you ever wanted to, like, what, that would be a fun grandpa, grandchild, you know, event. Yeah, I guess. Have you ever done it? Uh, I think I've gone with them, with their mother, but I don't, not me alone, no. I don't think so. I'd rather take them to a Jays game or an Argo game. Okay. Um, so Randy and I, who most people know, we've been uh, separated, divorced for, I don't know, coming up to 15 years now, so quite a while. But we still hang out. You know, she was at my house for, uh, let me just message Bill here. At my house for Christmas and all the stuff. And uh, we like to just go um, hang out together. So we did that yesterday. But during the Christmas break, we did something as a family we haven't done in well over 15 years. We went to a movie together. Oh, cool. So Charlie and Spencer and I and Mama... Since they were kids, they loved the Willy Wonka. Like they loved the Gene Wilder one, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Then they saw yeah. the one with Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. and now uh, we went to this one that's out now, and it was great. But I, I remember at one point during the film watching, so I'm sitting next to Charlie, next to Spencer, next to Randy, and I just looked over and I thought, you know, I'm pretty lucky. You know, here I am in, into my 60s, and I still have these adult children and their mother. Mm-hmm. who want to hang out together. Mm-hmm. Like, it was super sweet. And I enjoyed the movie, but what I'm trying to say is what I enjoyed was the experience of all of us going together. Like, that was pretty interesting, you know. Oh, I can say, man, looking forward to tomorrow. My entire yeah, crew. Tell everybody. We're gonna, well, we're all going away for a week to the Dominican. My son, my daughter, my son-in-law, my grandkids, me and Doll. Yep, we're going to go together and have a good time. It's going to be... Hey, by the way, how, how, what did the kids think when you pulled when you pulled your uh, old man uh, thing to get a reduced ticket at the... At the <laughs> they, 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 they know the bit. They know the bit. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know a little bit, I do. I, actually, I don't know who got the tickets. I guess Randy got the tickets. So, oh. And she got senior tickets, because I can pull it mm-hmm. off now. I'm super senior. Um, but but it really is the it, what a, it was it was such a sweet experience. I just loved it, and the movie was great. But, oh, was uh, it? Yeah, really. Well, I mean, you know, it's a bit a bit a bit too much singing for me, but that's fine. Is it still a uh, like chocolate factory thing? Well, it's the prequel. It's basically how did he become Willy Wonka, the chocolate oh. factory guy? Cool. Um, all right, well, there you go. I'm, on, we, I'm not finished talking about, where's Bill here, about uh, your trip. I think that's really cool, but let's get to Bill Brio. Um, because uh, we, we need to, at the end of the show, we'll talk about our scheduling this week, which is going to be a bit different, mm-hmm. because we just came back from uh, a bit of a break, but uh, we'll let everyone know what we're doing. Here comes Bill Brio. Billy. 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 <laughs> Bill. Billy, come on, eh? Where's Bill? Is Bill is Bill ready? I'm ready. Don't you see me? Yeah, your mm-hmm. mic's a bit loud there, son. What's going on? Um, there you go. Have you changed your microphone? One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> keep your hands inside the monorail. 
Um, okay, well, yeah, you're. Did you change microphones over the holidays? No, I uh, am speaking to you from another location. Ah, um, oh. that's what it is. Now, why is? Uh, no, it sounds well, fine. You can, you can see me, right? Yeah, you're beautiful. Oh, yeah. Everything's good. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. It was, it was, I had to just pull you down there just a little bit because it was. Uh, a bit How aggressive. far away are you? Are, are you like in Bali or something? I'm in my uh, basement. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm, I'm in. This is the room where I project film. This is a projection room. You can see there's two windows back there for the projection booth for the light to oh, shine cool. through. Right on. Yeah. Well, that is very cool. Let's uh, let's do the uh, formal introduction. He is uh, for very many years a uh, staple of uh, Southern Ontario. Entertainment writing when it comes to television, TV feeds his family. He's also the uh, host of the Brio.tv uh, podcast, and he is our uh, dear friend. And we say Happy New Year to William Brio Esquire. Hello, Billy. Happy New Year, Howard and Fred. It's a pleasure to be with you in 2024. Well, let's right get right on. to it, man. Um, I have watched. Uh, let's, there's a bunch of stuff Bill wants to get to, so mm-hmm. um, I've watched uh, both the Chappelle special and the Ricky Gervais special. Have you, Freddie? Yes, I've seen them both. Yes, uh, Billy. We'll let you start though, because you're the professional. Well, I was uh, betting that you both had seen them, and um, I, you know, a fan of both of these gentlemen. Um, I watched the Chappelle one first, and man, you cannot take your eyes off him. I don't know. He's just so charismatic. Um, I find him fascinating. This is a concert that he shot in Washington, D.C., and it's called uh, The Dreamer. And he talks about how this was a show he did 25 years ago. Um, His wife was his girlfriend at the time. They were expecting their first child. And just how a lot of the things that he dreamt had come true. Now, that's sort of the what they hang the show around. The show is really more trans jokes. Yeah. Um, and, and which, you know, he had to do. And, uh, but then shockingly, he pivots to handicap jokes, um, <laughs> you know, and, and it, I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing, but I can't stop. He, he, he does tickle me with the, his uh, stories and the delivery. Um, it seemed short. I thought it went by very quickly. Yeah. It was less than an hour. Yeah, but uh, I still enjoyed it very much. How about you? Uh, go, yeah, go ahead, Freddie. Because I, uh, I, I, I sort of got the impression like he's got a Netflix deal, right? And you got to he's got to yeah. keep churning them out. I sort of got a bit of a feeling like he was due for a special, so he spit this one out. To be honest, it's I didn't enjoy it as much as some of the others. I love the way it started with the Norm Macdonald reference because it just yeah. fascinates me yeah. how much. Other comedians love this guy. Yeah. And then I was even surprised with his um, his love or, you know, respect for Jim Carrey as well. Yeah. So I found that very compelling. And the way the Norm MacDonald thing. And yeah, the that Jim story Carrey was great. Thing, the way he pivoted into trans yeah. gender people through that, I thought was clever. But Hilarious. generally, um, yeah, it was okay. I, uh, I've seen better. Let me see if you guys agree with this. I would say 10 out of 10. For performance, because as you say, Billy, you know, as a, as a I, I, I can't, I just find him. He's the best that he's the best that there is in, in so many ways. So 10 out of 10 performance. Amazing. But I would say like, 
like six ish out of ten for laughs, like for funny, for funny, mm-hmm. like even the last twenty minutes. Because when he says, "I'm going to tell okay. you one long story," I stopped and I wanted to know well, how many minutes has he got left. So that mm-hmm. story was almost fifteen minutes long. Yeah. But there's a saying in comedy. I've said it before on the show. If you're not being funny, you've got to be interesting. And yeah. he's interesting. Yes. Yes. And so, it, and I would say that I said I had the same discussion with somebody about like his earlier, the first couple of Netflix ones where he, when he came back and he was like such a powerhouse, it was so good and so funny, but, but this one was so good, but not so funny, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. You know, he told about six jokes, Howard, and they stretched out over the thirty, the fifty minutes yeah. or whatever. But uh, and you're right, the last one didn't quite have the punch that you had heard in previous shows. But I also think both these guys have these Netflix deals, and yeah, they're going to be on once a year at least on Netflix, and they've almost in some ways lowered the bar. It's very cagey because. It's impossible to be brilliant every yeah. time. Well, every time you see anybody do stand-up now, Sebastian Maniscalco... Yeah, his last special was weak. ...go down a ladder with how his, his specials are gone. So I think that uh, if you see them on a regular basis, you just really love to see them and you want to spend some time with them. And, uh, yeah, you may not be just knocked out laughing right. by them. That's, um, yeah, that... That's a good point. It, it, you know, it's like music. You know, your next song isn't always going to be your best song. Exactly. You know, it's a tough, tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I say, yeah, not the best I've seen. His next one might be the best one I've ever seen. But you just can't keep topping. You know, so you got to add that perspective to it. I, I said and, the same thing to somebody, Freddie. I said, you know, think about it. Like, you can only write so, you can only write so many hit songs, but... But when you hear yeah. somebody's first couple of hit songs, you'll never have that feeling again where you're just it's surprise and and it's 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 discovery. I would say the same if, if I'm, I'll start with Ricky Gervais, who I love. I never I, I never really thought of him as a stand up, but he's done really, you know, as a guy that didn't start off doing it. He's amazing. But I would say this one um, giving the same rating, I would say performance eight out of ten because I didn't think I thought he was a bit lazy. Right. And jokes wise, like five out of ten. Like I thought, I really thought it wasn't very good at all. To be honest with you, yeah, me too. No, it's disappointing. In yeah. fact, I didn't finish watching it. Um, I think, as you said about uh, Chappelle, uh, his performance—you know—it looks like he's just telling stories. Yeah, he has done that a hundred times in in his basement, and he goes out there, and it's word for word, and it's just brilliant. And Gervais is like literally daring you. To see that he didn't really think too much about this. I don't think that he's fulfilling a contractual obligation. And the the shtick about, you know, I'm so damn rich, I can just do whatever I want. It's getting a bit thin. So, um, yeah. Even, um, yeah, and I felt the same way. I I don't think I finished watching it either. Um, It's, um, what was the point I was going to make here? Uh, Proceed. I I had a profound thought and I've lost it. Well, it'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing about Gervais, too, what's wearing, there's two things. Well, as a guy, again, I I watch a lot of stand-up, as you both know. Mm -hmm. So one of the, there's two little quirky affectations that I've noticed, one with Chappelle and one with Gervais. The Gervais affectation is the, ooh, I'm so cheeky, you know, the whole Twittery thing, like, I'm so controversial, 
Okay, what was your... Go ahead with your point. I was going to say that. Like, when you keep telling me that you're anti... Listen, I'm anti-woke, too. But when you spin your whole thing on, I'm anti-woke, and you're setting them up... Almost like watch how anti woke I exactly. am. Exactly, come out with this. I don't know. It loses it for me. Another thing I will say though, and again, most of the audience isn't in the environment. You know, if I was like, if I was front row for Dave Chappelle yesterday or for that special, I would have loved it. Same with Ricky. You'd, you'd have laughed your head off. Exactly, you would have laughed your head off. It's a whole different perspective when you're watching it on television. Fredzy, I said that word for yeah. word to somebody. I said, mm-hmm. if you were in that audience, you would have been laughing hysterically. Exactly. And also mm-hmm. with Chappelle, he, he's standing in the middle of his audience. Yeah. You see everybody around him. Gervais was so separated on that stage. There was a gulf and it, you felt it and you didn't really know if anybody was out watching his show. It wasn't really lit. Like a different that vibe for sure. affected it, I thought. So that, I was going to say the affectation with Gervais is the that I'm so woke or I'm going to do the anti-woke thing. The affectation mm. that Chappelle has, and I see it funny, funnily enough with some comics where I see they, they've picked this up where he he does the thing where he laughs at the joke himself and then hits his hits his thigh with the microphone (laughs) like if you go back to the beginning he would do that once in a while now he does it constantly almost as a way to trigger the audience that's where i know he's not doing it but it's an affectation that i see more and more of him i think it's his homage to red skelton (laughs) <laughs> oh, is that what it is? But, but it, it, <laughs> we're, those we're, two, we're all those, doing an homage to Red Skelton. <laughs> those two guys generated so much controversy through saying stuff that bothered woke people. It yeah. just right. seems they've taken that now and sort of wrecked it a bit. I, I can't explain it. It's like... I just, I just wish they'd lay off a bit. Just say your fucking off-color shit and be done with it. Don't keep telling me about your woke spin. Yeah, but and that being I, so said, though, speak. that first story and and I would say if you're if you're of the two of them, I'd say go and watch Chappelle because that yeah. first story, that is that first story, how he pivots it. Yes, is a great is a great bit. I mean, it didn't, a doubt. didn't make he me howl. It on a dime. Yeah, it Sorry. didn't make me howl. But I knew it, it was it, again when, when I said about if you're not being funny, you better be being interesting. And that was very like, there's very few laughs in that first. Talk about balls to walk out and do three or four minutes where there's very little punchlines. There's very yeah. few punchlines, I should say. And then knowing that that's coming, is, it, was really, it was fun to watch. I, I, well, I think but, that's cool. And even after that, Howard, with when he, he got into the Jim Carrey stuff, because we've all seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then Jim Carrey staying in the character, even outside of the shooting of it. It yeah. was pretty interesting <laughs> to hear that, you know, he drops into the goddamn set and he has no idea that Carrey's doing this. So he, he always wants to meet Jim Carrey. And when he meets Jim <laughs> Carrey, he's meeting yeah. Jim Carrey who won't get out of, you know, the yeah, uh, but, Andy but that's all, but character. That's all it was part a great of that, story. Exactly. But that's all part of the first story yeah. before he does yeah. the reveal. And to me, right. I'm watching it going like, this is great. It's not funny, but it's great. If you but want your other point too about just how uh, you know he mentions Jim Carrey, he mentions Norm Macdonald, he mentions Chris Rock a lot. Yes, like, yes. And, he's, and he basically is saying all these guys are are fantastic. Like he really has, loves being in this fraternity yes. of comedians, and, and that comes across, and I think makes you like him uh, more. Well, speaking of Chris Rock, Chris Rock and Kevin Hart uh, have a thing out on Netflix. Maybe you've seen it called yeah. Only Headliners, and it's about the mm-hmm. two of them doing a headline tour. 
And as a surprise, when they play their fourth night at Madison Square Gardens, Chappelle shows up and opens for them. Like, it's pretty cool. In fact, I'll tell you, one of my favorite things about this Chappelle special, and we'll get off it in a second. If you watch the credits... Just all his friends, yeah. all yeah. it's rock, it's this celebrity. Yes. It was pretty cool. It's Madison Hawthorne or whatever his name is, the the guy yeah. in the wheelchair. Uh, I will say before we get get off stand up, if you're all looking for what I think is the best stand up special of last year, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's Nate Bargatze, and it's called Hello World. I'm telling you, I've I've loved this guy for a long time, and I got uh, my youngest daughter, who was also into stand up, for Christmas. I got tickets to go see Nate Bargatze. So wow, it's very very well. Cool. It's one of the right few on? things on Amazon Prime uh, these days that would drive people there. I think here's a little segue. What about Amazon Prime? Well, funny you should ask, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've probably seen the news. These guys, uh, they want to sort of pivot, send everybody who's subscribing now to their uh, their fast channel, their ad-supported uh, streaming channel, which is at a lower price. Um, and they've got this fortunate thing that they're really a, a shipping business, so um, they don't care if you watch the shows. You right. get this almost as a bonus. It's like getting free boxes if you're shipping, <laughs> and, and they don't really care if they're empty or full mm-hmm. or you're watching them or not. Uh, and they're going to make a lot of money now because now they're going to get ad revenue for people who don't care whether you're watching or not. So it's a fascinating experiment. I think they're going to make a lot of money, and I think this is a early signal that um, <clears throat> things are going to change real fast and making great shows isn't going to be the number one priority for a lot of streaming services. Well, that's the reason I have Prime, because of the delivery service. In fact, yeah. I got, yeah, I got compression socks coming today. Ooh, oh, nice. I need some. I need to order more. Good <laughs> what? No, what? Huh? Why are you? Well, because when I fly, my ankles get oh, puffy. Oh, they get puffy. Weird. That's You know what? I know. I should know that. He gets, Bill, he gets a puffy ankle. It's just weird. Bo- no, both of them. So I'm going to try the compression sock thing, because I don't want to spend my first two days in the Dominican with people looking at my ankle. Well, and Bill, usually what Dahl his wife has to do is hold on to his ankles while he's flying. It's quite a, it's very while arduous. That's not the only time, Howard. Mm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Um, I, I'm all, I have Amazon Prime, too, for the same reason, because of the, the delivery, but I, uh, I always struggle to find a good Amazon Prime show. Um, and I'm trying to think if this show I wanted to run by was on Amazon Prime. It might have been called um, Murder at the End of the World. Yeah, mm-hmm. from uh, the from the team that did the OA, which I also just discovered. Did you ever watch it, Bill? Is this the one with Rick uh, Marling? No, I didn't see it. Both of them are pretty good little series. There's one on Netflix called uh, the OA. It's two seasons. I saw it during the their sort of limited series. Got a lot of press a few years ago. Uh, this young woman who. Uh, her and her partner, they uh, they produce it and direct it, and she's in it. Very interesting-looking woman. Britt Martling's her name. And then this Amazon show called Murder at the End of the World. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I saw O, but I didn't see A. <laughs> okay. No, okay, I'm sorry. It's so much damn TV. No, I, I know it's I've too much. Both of them, and I got to get caught it's, up. There's yeah, too much, Bill. Howard, I watched the uh, Mary Tyler Moore special. Oh, finally. nice! I sat there for two hours, loving every right. second. I, of I it. knew you would. But I'll tell you guys, I still talk about free and what you spend and what you have to pay for it. Um, I still spend most of my time on YouTube. 
And mm. wow. what what a neat little place that is. It's like, you know, New Year's Eve, that band Dwayne Gretzky that I really like. They do a New Year's Eve special. To be them be able to, without any, you know, licensing or whatever, be able to stream that right into your home on your big screen TV. Yeah. I mean, seriously, how great is that? Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost a cent. I mean, you can donate to the band online and all that stuff, which we did. Um, but, yeah, I just spend most of my time... You, on YouTube, I guess because of the, you know, those bite-sized pieces, I guess. But that's why I, I think that things are going to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be Pluto TV was the biggest success story last year. Was it really? Uh, eh? What's yeah, it called? Wow. Enormous, just exploded in terms of subscribers in Canada. I'm sorry, it's uh, called what TV? Pluto TV. It's sort of a like the Disney character Pluto. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know it's part of the Paramount family, but okay. it's their fast channel. It's got ads, ad supported. Yeah. It's like Tubi, you know, like you. Oh you yes, know, yes, and, yes. And so you'll see a lot of not really original things, but uh, archival Johnny Carson. You'll mm-hmm. see, you know, uh, stuff that you you fondly remembered shows from the past. They have new shows as well, but that's not really why you watch it. But like YouTube, you can sort of dive in and out and just. Yeah, you can lose a couple hours just hopping well, all over the place. I'll there. let you know, Fred, yeah. that your your uh, take on YouTube. You joined ninety three percent. I just I had this in my prep, but I, I didn't think we were going to talk about it. Ninety three percent of teens, age thirteen to seventeen, say they use YouTube. It's actually ahead of TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, and then the rest of the headline is teenagers are obsessed with YouTube, and so is everyone else. Um, just goes on and on to talk about how much time people spend basically using YouTube as their main streaming platform. And here's why I think I go to YouTube so often, because I'll sit, come down here and I'll go, I'm going to watch a movie tonight. And I spend the next 40 minutes trying yeah. to decide what movie I'm trying to find watch. one. And in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, I'm going to invest two, two and a half hours. YouTube, you just throw it on. And immediately start watching stuff that doesn't take very long to watch. Right. And it just, I don't know. And I think people are just sick of paying $120 yeah. a year or 150 or 160 for something that they watch maybe four shows a year on. Speaking of paying, though, do you use uh, YouTube, pre- YouTube Premium or do you have the ads? Who, me? Yes. Oh, just the ads, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not. I should look into the premium. What's that even cost? That would probably be a good spend for me. Although I don't mind because the YouTube commercials, you can skip them. Most of them, right? So, well, you can, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, but they run, and then you skip them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I should look into that. All right. What else have we got here? Speaking of Critch. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, uh, this is January, so a lot of stuff's coming flooding back. You know, if you've been pining for hour-long dramas like NCIS or Law and Order or Fire This or That. They're all coming back either this month or next. But also CBC has their second seasons, really their more important season, and they're coming back with third seasons of Son of a Critch mm-hmm. with Run the Burbs. they got a couple of new shows. Uh, One More Time is a new show, um, and it, it's pretty good. I saw the pilot anyway. It's sort of based on a played-again sports store dj demers is the uh, star of it and he plays a uh, hearing impaired owner of a play it again sports he's he really funny is. he's a funny yeah, he's and, a funny uh, stand-up how you must have uh, run into him in the clubs i'm sure right you know what i haven't but i've watched a lot of his stand-up he's very funny 
He is. So uh, very likable as well. And uh, the show has uh, lots of other. The other casting is, is very good. Jerry Hall is uh, uh, on the show as well. So that's one I think I would recommend based on the uh, first one that I saw. Then they got something called the Great Canadian Pottery Throwdown. This sounds ridiculous, it's, <laughs> but it's another British show like the baking show. Yes. But these people come all across Canada. They're the best potters. They got the wheel and they're, they're really. Making, yeah. And um, Seth Rogen is really into this. I guess, you know, uh, he gets so high that he just is really into pottery. <laughs> That's right. And makes ashtrays. You have to be uh, high. But he's both an executive producer and a judge on this series. And uh, I have to say, I would. I, was that the stuff these people make under pressure? Don't forget, you got it's not like in the baking, they got to put this in a kiln and wait for it to cure and all the rest of it, paint it. It's amazing what they turn out. Sure. You know, I often think 20, 25 years ago, if you had told people there would be specialty TV, it'll be a show about just baking a cake. <laughs> That's baking, right. Or a pottery. You'd go, no, what are you talking about, right? But it's amazing. Like, Delisa will watch, my wife will watch, like, that cake baking show. I mean, oh, yeah. I can't really handle it, but people love that stuff. How do you explain it? Um, I think just if you are someone who bakes, my wife, for example, uh, she just would not be able to handle the pressure of getting this done under the, right. the time limits. And that's, I think, the fascinating part. How do they how do they pull it off? Here's, what I would say to Fred and, and you as well, mm-hmm. uh, here's how you explain it, because it does seem ridiculous. But think about this in another way, like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. if you would said to somebody one day. There's going to be a channel where they'll just be all about golf. And one day there'll be a channel yeah. all about this or that. Like yeah. it, it, well, I've, cause I've watched some of the uh, great, so uh, whatever baking, I've watched the British one. I watched a couple episodes of it. Thought the same thing. Like who, who are these people? But it's so charming. But if, mm. and, but, it, but think about it. There's, um, there's gotta be as many people into baking as there is into oh, football, yeah. sure. golf and name Probably something. More. Probably yeah. more. And it's just like Friends or any other show. It all comes down to casting. You know, Survivor right. is about casting, really. So, uh, yeah, you get into the lives of these people and you start watching the series. And, and as far as uh, pottery goes, like you got Seth Rogen involved. There must be en- they must have done some research. There's got to be enough people that are somewhat interested in it. Look at that yeah. show where people go to like they it's they show with these old family heirlooms and how much they're worth. Like I've never right. seen a minute of it, but it's still on the air. Or we were talking last week, that unknown singer. Like, people watch that. A guy comes on in a duck suit, and you try to figure out who it is. It's like, (laughs) it's bizarre. Imagine somebody... People love it. Imagine somebody pinches you this. Okay, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to go to people's storage units. Yes. And we're going to open them up and see what shit's... (laughs) See what shit's in there. Well, great. we've We've been trying to talk Dan Duran into a show like that for years, but he doesn't seem motivated because there's a guy that can pick up junk and do something with it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, do we have it? I'm, I'm, where's? Oh, yeah. Uh, CTV is starting to show reruns. Oh, yeah. Reruns. They, uh, let's talk about only murders in the building. And uh, I yeah. read something about uh, season four. Yeah. Season tonight, uh, starting tonight, you'll be able to watch. If you haven't seen it yet on Disney Plus or Hulu in, Hulu in the States, Only Murders in the Building with Martin Short, Steve Martin, uh, Selena Gomez, 
Uh, they're going to start showing it on a, on a cable channel, regular broadcast network, CTV. ABC also has it in the States. So, you know, a chance for people to catch up if you missed it. I watched every minute. I love this Me show, too. and I recommend it if you haven't seen it. But I'm wondering how many people haven't seen it. I think if you really, really want to do it, you maybe did peek at this already. Well, my you guys have recommended yeah, it. I love my it. My daughter loves it. I haven't seen a minute of it yet. I should. And there's there another go. guy, eh? That absolutely adored in the comedy world is Marty Short. It's yep. crazy how oh, people yeah. reference him. He's such a pro. He comes ready to play every you, time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would say season one of Only Murders, it takes a little bit to get into the characters. Mm. But by the time it's over that first season, like I couldn't wait for the subsequent seasons. And sometimes, as I've explained, you know, sometimes I'll like a show and then when it's been so long until it, it comes back, I can't be bothered. But I read something yesterday. At season four, they're looking to prep it to release it in October of 2024, just like mm. they did season three. Yeah. So they're, yeah, we'll they're have to wait a while for sure. It usually comes in on July or August, and it seems to be getting later every time. And the writer's strike didn't yes. help. It's pushed it back a bit. Sure. Uh, and uh, the uh, 16 millimeter movies continue as we wrap up your segment at the Westdale and Hamilton. What have yeah. you got? What have you got going? Yeah, this is a, we're going to do this again in January and March. Uh, if you go to thewestdale.com or uh, at the Westdale, they've got a schedule. And yeah, I'm going to be showing. I have six, I'm sitting talking in this screening room. I collect 16 millimeter film and I've got old Saturday morning stuff. So we're going to do a Saturday morning cartoon uh, hmm. extravaganza, if, especially if you remember these things from the 60s or 70s. I've got a lot of Canadian Rocket Robin Hood. Uh, you know, uh, all that. <laughs> to uh, love that. Be, Davy and Goliath. Do you have any Davy and Goliath? I don't have Davy and Goliath or all Gumby. Right. No, but I've got <laughs> Diver Dan. If anybody, oh, I remember yeah. Diver Dan. And, and you got Roger yeah. Ramjet too. Diver Dan. They made 120 of these 15 minute shows in Philadelphia. They literally shot through a fish tank of a guy walking around some studio with a diving suit so uh well i'll only show one of these because you don't want to see two of them right uh but lots of stuff like that the new adventures of pinocchio and uh uh you know i've even got some roger ramjet yeah yes, I, so I asked them. them all in hey guys let me ask you this question what is it what, what was better or what is better having kids nowadays have cartoons at their disposal 24 hours a day seven days a week or don't you think this is better? Only having them Saturday mornings and looking forward to it oh, yeah. all week that Saturday morning, three or four hours. Well, even I, that even, was magical back then. It was. And uh, even when you think of it, you know, when the Charlie Brown Christmas special or the Grinch or something <laughs> was came huge, on, you had one shot. You had to yep. be there Thursday right. at 8, it, December 15th or whenever that was, or you missed it. There wasn't mm-hmm. a v- VHS or another way, you know, another channel or streaming. So, uh, yeah, there's something about anticipating that makes it better. Here, Billy. The Roger Ramjet theme song. The least animated show of all time. (laughs) (laughs) And what's his name? Uh, Gary Owens is the voice of Roger Ramjet. That's right. Uh, very funny show. Uh, as always, a pleasure to uh, have you in our acquaintance. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be with you, our very first guest of uh, 2024. Thank you very much. We yeah, wish you the happiest yeah, of uh, New Year's and health. And uh... and guys, when I do these screenings at the Westdale, 
Right. Half the audience heard about it on Humble and Fred. So That's thank fantastic. You. Yeah. Well, that is exciting. Just quickly before we go, you talk about woke and then Dave Chappelle talking about handicapped people. Did you guys remember this from your youth? Roger Ramjet, he's our man, hero of our oh, yeah. nation. The only thing, thing that's wrong with him, with him is mental retardation. Yes, you remember of that? course we I do. Disgusting. Oh, That'll terrible. be a 60 minute special by Dave Chappelle next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The only thing that's wrong with him. Yeah, of course. Freddie, your uh, camera just went off. No, I know. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to fix that. That's weird. Um, all right. Well, in the meantime, Bill, thank you very much. Oh, there he My is. My pleasure, guys. Have fun today. Uh, we'll see you next month. And uh, as always, Brio.tv, the podcast. Brio.tv. Feed, uh, TV feeds my family. Google him up. He's a wealth of entertainment and information, my friend. Take care. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. All right. See you, Bill. See you, Fred. If you want more information about this company that is continuing to support the Humble and Fred show, I'm talking about Boron One. We've had some uh, great discussions about what boron is, and basically, it's more. It should be really what boron isn't, because it's in everything from your home to uh, medicine, sports equipment, technology. But as you've been uh, listening and getting uh, a sense of the company, boron1.com is where you find out more about them. And why is that important? Well, the next couple of years are going to be very exciting for this company, a junior mining company that is in a position that very few of those style of businesses ever get to, which is on the precipice of actually getting a working mine up and running. And so maybe an investment opportunity, of course, Humble and Fred make no uh, claims about stock prices or any guarantees, but why not have a look at it? Uh, Already some Humble and Fred listeners have invested and they've done okay and maybe you want to have your sherpa or ours look at this company what is boron find out at boron1.com speaking of the sherpa tim is a portfolio manager raymond james a member of the canadian investors protection fund tim will be by this week to talk about he's going to talk about the new year and your 2024 financial goals first of all do you have a plan And uh, do you review it enough? When's the last time you looked at your portfolio? What about insurance? What about your mortgage? Is it a good time to pay down debt? All those things will be touched upon on, I guess, tomorrow when the Sherpa comes by. Uh, The Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. You know, Howie, one thing I wanted to mention before this show gets away, because I won't be talking to you for a while again after today is you drop by my place um, over the holiday season to show me your new automobile, your new car. Yes. Your new Tesla. Yes. I do have a new, I have a Tesla. Yes. And you drove into my driveway and you were so proud of it. And I just thought what, what I love about this show and what I love about us, it sort of keeps us young. And here you are, this brand new, beautiful car that you so richly deserve and have been looking forward to for so long and so impressive as it came into the driveway and I come out in the beautiful leather and the appointments, everything. But the one thing you were most proud of is it makes fart sounds. (laughs) That's right. And when you left, I thought, isn't that something of all the things on that car that he was most 
excited oh, about was the fart the sound. Fart you can program this thing. Yeah. So when somebody sits <laughs> in the passenger seat, it makes a fart sound, and they th- it's like a built-in whoopee cushion. It is. No, and I it's know. even got the little, even the little control arm there where you can actually put it on fart, and you can see fart right on oh, the yeah. screen. It's, and it's yeah, got it's, and and by the way, it's got not only a fart sound but several <laughs> fart sounds. <laughs> like it's a, it's like a oh, menu, no, yeah. a drop down menu, and the reason I'm laughing is because not only is it true, man, true, but it's everyone who I, who sits in the car with me. Go, oh, you got to see this. Hang on, let me sh- forget the fact that you can watch Netflix in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, no, you got to see this. Here, here's a cool thing you can do. You can program it so that um, somebody sits down, it makes a fart sound, or when you hit the signal light, when you hit the signal arm, what is that called? You know, the signal thing. Yeah. Yeah. When you hit that, every time you signal, it'll fart. And, and somebody asked me a question. They, why would you want that? Exactly. They say, why? Okay. Why would you want that? Why did they mm-hmm. put that into this car? And I go, for this. Like, very, I don't even need that. For this very reason. <laughs> because they're, because the, I guess they're like, okay, we built this car. It, and it's, I didn't know we were going to get into it. It's my, it's the favorite car I've ever owned. And I, I love this car. But it, like, I guess they did it because they're like, why not? We can do anything. We can mm-hmm. because the car is like a computer. They do like it's got karaoke in it. Why do they need that? Mm-hmm. Because they can. Because that's it's, exactly it. Because they can. I was so disappointed too. Because as soon as I got the fart sound thing, I'm saying to Howard, "Oh, oh let me go get doll. I <laughs> want to show her the car. Out here. Don't say anything about the fart sound when she sits on the passenger seat. Oh, she'll be so embarrassed. Yeah. Unfortunately, she was in the shower." In the middle of one of her hair washing sessions, so that couldn't happen. But I was bitterly disappointed because I thought this would be cool. She'll go, oh, I didn't do that. That wasn't to me, Howie. (laughs) That wasn't to me. No, it's a great car. And and if you're curious, no, I didn't get it from evnet.ca or rentelectric.ca because they don't sell cars. They rent them. I will say because of my association with them, I... I've had I drove drove an electric car, not just a Tesla, but I drove several of them over the course of a year and decided very early on that if I ever had a chance to buy one of them, I would. And so uh, when the deal was finished, I had thought about it for a few months. I thought, you know what? Why not? You know, I'm going to you know, I'm not going to be around forever. Why not do this as my, you know, one last sort of new car stand? And I think it's great. And I can tell you, I've been driving cars, you know, since I was 16 years old, and this is the easily the best car I've ever been in. Yep, beautiful, and, beautiful and automobile, it, and it farts, <laughs> and it farts, just farts. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where's the, well, while we're waiting for Dan Duran, do you have anything left? I can't tell. I know I, I do. Actually, you did Bodog already, right? Yes. Well, then let me do uh, Bodog again. Looking for a way to relax after a long day. Come on. Tired of being notified by life's bells and whistles? Yeah, I'm going to need that draft tomorrow. When you're ready to stop working so hard, you know it's time to play. Yes. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, check out our beginner's guides, and get poker tips. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Uh, you mentioned we're not going to talk for a while because, and you've also mentioned you're taking, taking the kids away, so... You're going to leave tomorrow for the Dominican. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just give because if, you, if you've heard us talking about where we spend the winter, I'm going to Mexico again soon. You're going to the Dominican for a couple of months, February and March. But what was the uh, sort of impetus or the, 
what predicated this trip with the kids and, and going basically are you going to the same place yeah the town yes yeah i really like it well it's just yeah my buddy doug turned me on to it and he was his wife laverne we went there last year i really like it neat little it's just a neat little town beautiful and uh they had decided doug and laverne to take their family there for this break starting tomorrow and he called me and said we're doing this are you guys interested and i thought well i know the place pretty well now really like it it'll be great for the kids we'll know exactly what we're getting yeah let's do it so we're gonna do it so are you staying at a resort oh yeah it's on all-inclusive so how close is the resort to where you guys are going to be staying when you go back 10 minute walk maybe okay yep so will you will you leave the resort or will you just hang at the resort I think for the most part, hang at the resort, but we can leave. Like, I don't know if I remember telling you there's a sushi restaurant there that serves something called the Godzilla. And it's absolutely fantastic. This big heap of sushi on your plate. And, and, you know, uh, know, it is all inclusive. But one night I'm going to take all the kids there for that because they all like sushi. And it's a great walking beach. And there's all sorts of little bars with... You know, beers that like for two fifty Canadian or whatever. So we'll probably go down the beach a few times and sit at a couple of those bars. Why not? Well, I think it's great. Or whatever. Man. And I just see the Bills game. They've scheduled the Bills game for Sunday night, the eight twenty game. Yeah. So that'll be nine twenty in the Dominican when I'm watching that, which is cool because I'm thinking, oh, if the Bills play at one o'clock, it'll be two o'clock. I'm gonna. Yeah, am I going to waste a day down there mm-hmm. in the sun watching football? Well, now I'm not. Excellent. Well, I just want to say if you enjoyed this uh, discussion, then we have a program that's very similar. It's called Aging with Energy. The old guy. <laughs> the old guy's travel show. No, I dig it, man. And uh, and why not? These are the most. And and how excited are your grandchildren to be able to take an extra week away from school to go to someplace hot, swimming in a pool all day? Well, that's it. You know, I've been to the Dominic- Dominican and traveled. I, I guess quite a bit. To me, that's what this whole trip is about. It's not about, I'm not even thinking about, oh, I'm going to be in the Dominican tomorrow, the sun and the sand. All I'm thinking about is the faces of those kids. They're going to come here this afternoon, and it'll start tomorrow morning when we have to take the... The, the cab to the airport at 5.30. To me, that's when the the adventure will begin because they've never been to that airport before. They've never been on a plane before. They've what? Never, you know, we, we got the window seats, like all that stuff. So this is their first time on an aeroplane? Well, John was on an airplane years ago, but he was like a, a, a year and a half. Yeah, oh, this okay. is the first time. And, um, you know, just to see them, that experience, getting there in the warm weather in May is so anxious to see an ocean and palm trees and... Yeah, and it's going to blow their minds to be in an all-inclusive where every meal is like being in a restaurant. And yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, and and, and again, so many great mm-hmm. things, so many great memories that are about to be to be built or created. I was just thinking about two kids their age, eight and eleven, or whatever they are at, at the all-inclusive. They sometimes they have those like ice, soft ice cream stations you know oh yeah just go there um but as far as their first flight goes you know like 
just so they don't get their so their ears don't get blocked. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, get them to drink, you know, chew gum or get a hard candy. Mm-hmm. But um, you know that little trick about blowing your nose. Mm-hmm. Do you know it? No, I do the. You plug. Yeah, you, yeah. You, well, that's it. That's the trick. You basically close. Oh. You close one of your. You 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 tilt your head because you're closing one of your eustachian tubes. As I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a doctor, and mm-hmm. then you just blow it out because a lot of times it can ru- ruin the experience for little kids. Is as as the plane starts to descend, their ears mm-hmm. get blocked. But what I was oh, telling, I'm sure their mother has done all the research on that. So I hopefully she's prepared for that, but I will mention it. Well, I, I, and, and from the minute the plane starts to descend, as soon as you mm-hmm. feel a little bit of pressure, if you do it, then it's it it takes it it take it'll mm-hmm. make it a way easier. Because um, I I know some people who still can't clear their ears and they find flying excruciating. Yeah, I find I have no problem doing that. That method of holding yeah, I mean, your nose yeah. and then holding the one it works for me every time. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know where we learned that Dan from um, scuba diving. Scuba diving, yeah. yeah. Just closing it, clearing yeah. your ears. But then, you, you know, you had trouble at depth. You just go up a little bit. Yeah. It's a little easier But it's never really yeah. a problem for me anyway because I sleep so well in a plane. Like my last flight, before we took off, I fell asleep and I woke up just as the plane hit the tarmac. It was fantastic. Yeah. And then I do the air thing, but I never get pain where that would wake me up out of a sleeper. Well, whatever. for little kids, it can be a drag. Oh, yeah. Um, how long because is the flight? I'm used to it. How yeah. long is the flight? Four hours. Yeah, man, I can't. I would just to watch Johnny's face and May's face as the plane takes off and all the noises and the feeling of you know the miracle of flight. Yes, Dan, what were you going to say? Well, I was just wondering in the four hours when Fred falls asleep, does he end up sleeping with his mouth open so everybody get to watch Fred with his gaping hole? Wow, you know, breathing yeah. air. Fred, I can guarantee you this: whatever is the most repulsive and unattractive, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's what I am doing. Yeah. Because that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. That's who we are. I've given up that way. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you hear me say I, I fell asleep in the movie with Randy yesterday? <laughs> Dan? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. I would. I, at what point? Uh, like, you know, because well, the movie started at prime nap time. And like, you know, apparently I was sitting there with my mouth wide open. It was like, oh. So you missed about, half the movie? Uh, 20 minutes. No idea what, uh, I understood. With Enzo Ferrari? <laughs> A couple of times after I woke up, I said to Randy, I'm like, are they still together? He's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So before we get to, uh, I'm not sure if I do before or after. Should do it, um, before we get to Dan Duran's news. Uh, you guys haven't because I we're all on uh, Fred's not on social media. Although we you could check our Facebook page because I put it up there. But if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, uh, today is the day I. This is actually the only day of the year I actually post anything on Facebook, and it's the uh, second of the month of January. And uh, today is my eighth year soberversary, as the kids call it. Wow. Yeah, it was eight years ago today that I stopped drinking. Now, why didn't people always ask me why I didn't do it January 1st? Because I thought, well, that's too cliche. And uh, so I uh, drank all day <laughs> is what I did. Uh, I went to a party New Year's Eve uh, 2015 into 2016 at my buddy Klaus's house. Rest in peace. Klaus is dead. And um, I went to his house, drank all night. After midnight or whatever, when uh, one o'clock in the morning, I went home, got up, drank most of that day, January 1st, 2016. And then I had a drink later in the afternoon by myself, you know, and uh, 
I said, okay, I'm going to stop for a while. And that was my last day. And I, I started stopping the next day. So that, that's why I use today. Today was the first day eight years ago that I didn't have a drink. So that's why today's my anniversary. So back then when you, when you sort of stopped drinking, were you planning in advance that on the second, that's when I'm stopping for weeks in advance you went like that or, or just, you just sort of. No, I knew for more than that for months in advance. I thought I, for months in advance, I knew that something was wrong and I should probably take some steps to correct it. And, um, I, and I thought of new year's, I'll do it at new year's. And then when that got closer to that time, I thought, you know, I'm not going to be the guy on new year's Eve. I'm going to do something different. So I, uh, I did plan it closer to the date that I was going to drink all day, January 1st. But when wow. it, so to, but also to answer a question I could ask, I did not know on that day, eight years ago, I did not know how long I was going to stop for. I just knew I needed to stop for a bit. So you didn't actually do like a calendar and put X's on each day on the like countdown? A, like a, like a, a, a stop drinking um, advent calendar, but in reverse? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah. Every day you'd open a little window and there'd be another shot in there. And then <laughs> saying you're not drinking. Yeah. Well, what you just said yeah, there, yeah. too, for an alcoholic just doesn't make sense, right? I was going to stop for a while. I wasn't sure for how long, but I needed a break. You know, because when it is a problem, you pretty much got to turn the tap off for good or fall back into the the same rut. True? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't really... Th- I don't really think about it much anymore. And once in a while, I think, you know, I could probably, could I, like, how do I think about it? I sometimes think, what would be the harm in having a glass of wine? Mm-hmm. Or what would be the harm in whatever? And the, the problem, the, the question is, I don't have an answer for it. The problem is, I don't have an answer for it. I, um, and because I don't have an answer for it, I just decide i i just don't do it right one thing i've noticed too as i get older as we get older peer the peer pressure of drinking relaxes quite a bit too um especially when your environment like up north at the trailer and stuff like that or wherever we're in a social situation you know the thing is oh i should have a drink because they're having a drinker i got i should have a few beers because they're having a few beers it's just it seems as we get older, we all just sort of drink less. I don't know what I'm trying to say here other than it's um, my alcohol intake is has depleted. And what I'm saying for you is at your age now and everything that probably that temptation maybe to go back wouldn't be there as intense as it may have been before, i know what you're saying what yeah to say, like if i yeah. stopped in my 40s yes. i'd be around a lot more i mean this is what i'm saying yeah yes. i agree but yet i still see the language of drinking i find fascinating yeah. you know people have no like i'm on a group chat with a bunch of golf guys and they all talked about you know when are you going to start pounding with bat you know it's like like i still find some people and a lot of those guys are have drinking problems. They don't even know it. But uh, yeah, there's not the peer pressure anymore. But I find the the language around alcohol pretty interesting. People have no no hesitation about you know encouraging one another to get drunk. But um, as I posted on my social medias today, I usually try and come up with something about what I felt about drinking those years ago. And as I wrote today, I said when I stopped on this day. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell anybody uh, for a long time. I just stopped drinking and 
didn't really say much. And we were doing the show. We I was living out in Oakville, and we were doing the show in 30th Street. And But after a few weeks, maybe a month or so, I mentioned to you I was on a bit of a cleanse. That's how I used to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, could I get to 100 days? That was a significant point. I thought, okay, if I could do 100 days, what would that be like? Yeah, I remember that. But I really didn't. St- my point is, on the day I stopped drinking, I didn't tell anybody. And on my post today, I said, you know, if you're just beginning your journey, I hate that word, but if you're just beginning today or you're thinking about it, you don't have to tell anybody. Like, like I didn't want to make some grandiose statement like I'm doing this. I said, you don't have to tell anybody except yourself. You know, you, re- you don't owe anybody an explanation if you're making changes. No, and it gets back to what I said, too. Um like, I know if I was to do that, I, again, you, there would be less people to answer to as well. You know sure. what I mean? If you were in your 40s, you'd be explaining a lot more, be put in the position to explain it a lot more than I do now. But when you're 67 or whatever we are, and somebody says to you, hey, do you want a drink? And he goes, ah, no, I don't feel like it. They understand. That mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for sure. You just don't feel like it, you know? You know, when I stopped, I was 56 years old. And I, for the first couple of years, I still went to golf tournaments and all these things. And it was it was definitely more of an issue. Like, it's not an issue now because everybody I know in my peer group knows I don't drink. But for right. a while there, I had to introduce that concept. When I met Rachel, yes. you know, the when I first started me, I dated this woman, you know, and she doesn't drink a lot. But, you know, it certainly came up at parties and we would go to events. And But now it's just such a non-issue for me. Um, but I like to remember, uh, you know, I, I knew this day is coming up and I like to think, well, you know, that's, uh, that used to be an issue for me. Oh, believe me, I still have plenty, <laughs> but, uh, but this isn't one of them. On, uh, New Year's Eve, Doll and I sat and watched Dwayne Gretzky, as I told you, and it was great. And she actually said, I'm going to have a drink. I said, what? So she poured herself a little Bailey's and I hadn't had a drink all day and I, went and neighbor john bought me a beautiful bottle of scotch so i a little snort of scotch and it hit me and i said to her do you know what i said this is actually our 50th new year's eve together our 50th and i said you remember what they used to be like you could you couldn't wait for new year's eve and then you would get absolutely slaughtered and fall into bed and do whatever and then get up in the morning and feel like shit all day new year's day uh how times have changed we're sitting there we have one little drink each and can't wait for 12 o'clock that's right Mm -hmm. um go ahead now why don't you like the word journey Oh, people, people are always talking. Just, nowadays, it's become so hackneyed. People are like, oh, he's on his so-and-so journey. I'm like, oh, is he? Like, he keep, could he keep journeying away from me then? <laughs> oh, there's, two, well, there's two of them, actually. A journey, and people talk about, oh, he's in the uh, organic space. Look, is, is he in space, really? Is he in organic space? <laughs> so Do you like think that. it's easier nowadays for people to accept or realize or identify that problem? and deal with it than it was years ago. You know, so much has changed in our society as far as acceptance go and, you know, um, yeah, awareness. And, sure. Because I, you know, you hear a lot of people nowadays say, you know, I put that aside. I've moved on from alcohol. 
Well, same with uh, look at uh, look at our. I have all, all that. I have these memories of my mom and dad having parties in the '60s and early '70s, and everyone in my parents' living room there'd be like. You know, seven or eight you know, couples, and everyone was smoking cigarettes, and there was mm-hmm. scotch and sodas or Manhattans, and you know, like if they were all alcoholics, of you know, they're all drinking a ton as young people do, and um, but yeah, no, I didn't know anybody who admitted to having a drinking problem until now. Everyone, you know, everyone's got some problem. Oh yeah, sure. As I mentioned, uh, you know, because of my little heart issue, it's now been fourteen months since I've smoked any weed or had any THC. So not drinking and not (laughs) smoking weed. It's like, that's a whole different world because, um, you know, when I stopped drinking and some people used to say, my daughter Spencer used to say, yeah, you don't drink, but you're on the marijuana maintenance program. And I'm like, yes, I am. And it did. Listen, I don't want to tell you what to do anybody, but it did help me. It definitely did. I it gave me some crutch of some kind for a while, and I smoked a lot of weed with that young fellow right there, Dan Duran. Yeah, and then they pile on in your journey. There's the ca- <laughs> sure, there's the caffeine that you had to get out. I of stopped too, drinking right? coffee. So I stopped, yeah. so I drank no caffeine, no alcohol, no THC. What's left? <laughs> An aggressive masturbation schedule. That's all I've got, Dan. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, I'm not giving that up. Um, anyway, uh, thanks to everyone who uh, sent some uh, well wishes. And uh, and uh, all I wish you well. If you're going to start, what do they call it now? Uh, dry January. If that's what you're going to do, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And as Freddie's pointed out, you know, there's you're certainly not alone anymore, you know. There are lots of people doing it. Yep. Are you doing a dry uh, January, Fred? No. February? No. March? No. Well, what about you, Dan? Are you going to finally uh, admit that you... Uh, I have a problem? You have appetites? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the appetites, Dan? I don't know. I've been thinking about it, and I'm not right off the bat here, but because that's too cliche. Exactly. Thinking about what? Well, you know, going uh, you know a month or two without drinking anything, I think I might do that. When do you think the last right. time? And this, I'm not putting you on the spot. It's like would, I would ask any 75 year old guy like you know you. Um, yeah. When do you think the last time you would have gone, even a few days, seven days without anything to drink? Oh, seven days. Yeah, it was uh, like September or something like that. Not not intentionally. Just I just often I don't drink very much during the week. Okay, so that's not a big deal. So you, have you yeah. gone a month without drinking? No, since you were a kid. I I can't recall. No. Yeah. But, well, you I, know, I, and most people would say the same thing. You know, most people. Have, you know, when I passed, uh, I don't know, when I passed the first week <laughs> that was the longest i'd gone without drinking in years yeah well i've had you know areas where i've had a bit i didn't get drunk during the season and you know probably during the summer is the last time i got you know a little bit more than i should have i mean feeling it the next day but you know generally mm-hmm. i just don't drink that much just it doesn't i don't know it doesn't work for me you know what i mean yeah and i just that's enough so. What's changed for me is I just never, even up north, I don't drink at night anymore after dinner. It's like, I'll have a couple of beers in the afternoon. I can't, the thought of a beer in the evening, I just can't even think of that now. It's weird, eh? It used to be part of the culture. 
Well, times change. Things change. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's what we're doing. Uh, by the way, just to, so to point out, Fred's going to the Dominican tomorrow. And I'm doing the show tomorrow. Dan will be here. Jeff Lumby will be guest fretting. We're looking forward to that. Uh, tomorrow, the Sherpa will be with us. Thursday, there's a very good chance I'll still be here. Uh, and uh, Lori Love will either be guest fretting, which we're looking forward to, but Lori's got a bit of a, she wasn't feeling great during the vacation. Mm-hmm. Larry Fedoric will be our guest, but if Lori can't make it, Larry will be guest fretting. And the reason I say there's a good chance I'll be here because there's a also slight chance I may be heading to Winnipeg because I'm sad to say, Dan Duran, the great Auntie Ruby Barsky. Auntie Ruby? Auntie Ruby Barsky, age 98, finally said, enough, enough of this planet, and has ascended off to wherever people go after they leave this mortal coil, Dan Duran. So I might... I'm not, I haven't made a decision yet about whether I'm going in for the funeral, but uh, possibly. Oh, gee, that's that's sad news. I even had uh, her, her name at the top of my list for months now. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up in the next couple of days at the my little list here of Auntie Ruby. It's at the very top. I could even show you. What were you wow. gonna ask me about Auntie Ruby? If she's still have you talked to her lately? Have you given her a call? I should have given her a call. See, there should you go. Should have given her a call. Yeah. But I did not. So anyway. And uh, from what perspective is it sad? It's it's sad that a long. I guess I don't. I I say this a long wonderful life has ended. Yet at the same time, is it really sad that someone ninety eight got to live that long and passed away? You know what I'm saying? It's perspective. It's like. Hang on a second. I'm really sad. I'm taking this down for the uh, the gravesite uh, speech I'm giving. So is, is it re- really <laughs> sad, or is it actually? I I agree. And why do people? And why exactly? Mm-hmm. And why you know I'm I, I'm just debating about whether I should go or not. But like, who who are you going for? Not going for her. Mm-hmm. She's dead. Um, you know, almost everyone else connected with her, other than mm-hmm. you know um, a few people. There's nobody that really, but part of it is, uh, I was thinking mostly because of my father. This was my father's sister. And I was thinking maybe as a, as a nice gesture too, with the fact that she's the last of my parents' generation, that, uh, it might be a nice thing to do, but it is fucking Winnipeg in January. I mean, come on, Ruby, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and who, who else is going to be there that, you know, well, my brother, Steven is going for sure. Well, of course he's going to go. What do you he mean, of course? To her all the time. Yeah, exactly. He's like the Ruby Whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> he is. The Ruby Whisperer will be there. Um, so I other- guess the question is, would he appreciate you being Yes, there? I'm sure he would. Well, on, on the other hand, though, Steve's a cool dude. Like, he wouldn't give a shit. My other brother is literally arriving to home today in Calgary from a two-month trip to uh, the other side of the world. So I don't think he's coming. There'd be a few people there that I would know. Uh, I would know her granddaughter, who was my cousin, who's now dead. Now dead. Both of her children are dead. Her husband, long dead. So her sons, who are kind of my brothers and I's age, they're dead. So, yeah, I won't know very many people. But, uh, again, I was thinking about that. I was talking about this with Fred before the show that maybe, I don't know. Like, I might go. 
So if I, by the way, so the point about Thursday's show, if the funeral is Thursday, we won't be doing the show Thursday. But if it's Friday, I'll leave Thursday after the show, come back Friday after the funeral, and, uh, and that's it. I'll wrap okay. it up. Would Annie Ruby really want you to spend that coin on that trip? I know. She'd say, Howard, no, don't be silly. No, she'd say, Howard who? <laughs> Thank That's right. Which one was he? Uh, hey, listen, before we, uh, we, we can't wrap up the show because we haven't done this important part of it yet. No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Oh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes and has for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now. Live from uh, the matrimonial home where the tree is still erected. That's right, I said erected. <laughs> here's movie anchorman Dan Duran. Okay, here's why there needs to be a better vetting process for the clergy and maybe even churches. A North Carolina pastor accused of trying to deep fry a man's head. There's a Northern California pastor. You know, he's now facing assault. I'm sorry. Start. I start that again. A pastor, a pastor, like a man, a man of the cloth, man of the cloth. So it was at a McDonald's uh, into a a McDonald's deep fryer is where this guy was trying to push this man's head into Mm. Dwayne Waden of the Elevated Life International Ministries was arrested because he uh, punched a co-worker of his wife who was training to be a McDonald's manager and then forcing the colleague said down toward the fryer and the pastor claimed the man had disrespected his spouse. Mm. So that was the reason for this. And apparently things got stopped right at the, uh, you know, right at the deep fryer stage. And uh, the victim was taken to the hospital with contusions and scratches, but I, he, they didn't end up doing the, the full head fry. So, mm. Jeez. There you go. So I looked it up. The uh, the Elevated Life Minist- International Ministries. It's one of these churches that's a bar- barely there. Mm. It looks like I, I couldn't see any of the con- they do videos and they couldn't see any of the congregants at all. Maybe there was five in the room or something. It was one of those kind of hotel looking um, like a ballroom know, church, a board, a board, a bar rich, board, uh, yeah. you know, with yeah, no yeah. Good bar boardroomy kind of mm. look to it which was like holy cow so but you know i guess you can form a church and uh, start absolutely from, you can uh, yeah hey dan i'm on more of an old testament guy but i do i'm familiar with some of the uh, texts in the new testament is there anything against deep frying somebody's head <laughs> is that, it would look like a big blooming onion exactly right? is yeah. there i don't think that's a i don't think that's a mortal sin i think i think god frowns on it <laughs> but he's not completely against it <laughs> I'm minister. sure it's covered off in the fine print somewhere. It's somewhere in the fine print. Yeah, um, under the under the thou, thou, thou shalt mm. not, section one, par- subparagraph. That's right. 32 mm. or so. Leave mm. it to the Bible thumpers. Leave it to the Bible thumpers. Um, are you favoring us with a second story or is that? Uh, no, is that that's pretty much it. I, you know, I saw some other ones, but I just can't. There's too weird. To hey, um, Fredzy, are you all uh, are you all done? No, um, no. Because I'm not either. So okay. let's. Uh, it's all right. 
Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. We go into 2024, uh, and they continue their sponsorship with the Humble and Fred Show. Thank you very much. Uh, You know, it's uh, Canada's... uh, Number one, uh, small, um, it's the number one, um, you know, benefits package for uh, small business, be it one employee, a hundred employees, it doesn't matter. Go to chamberplan.ca today. You can get a free quote, as many Humble and Fred listeners have done, and find out what it will cause for your small business to be part of this. You know, it's the pooling effect. All these small companies get together. They have the profile of a large company. It makes buying insurance is very affordable, and it's prescriptions and dental and therapies and, well, it's unbelievable. Travel insurance, it's fantastic from top to bottom. It will give your employees the security they will appreciate from the company they work for. The Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chambersplan.ca. Did you know that Kelsey's... Which, by the way, we got such great response. I know we did the show after the Kelsey's party, but the response came in over the Christmas break, and it was fantastic and really appreciated. Part of it was so great that we were able to send Kelsey's so many emails from our listeners uh, who were there and, and others who weren't talking about how much they enjoyed the show and how much they enjoyed the Kelsey's experience. Kelsey's has been winging it since 1978. Did you know that? Did you know that? Try their legendary chicken wings for half-price wings every Thursday, sauced and styled. How you like them, and why not wash them down? Why not? With a $6 Coors. What are you waiting for? Grab your buddies and head to Kelsey's this wing night and celebrate the start of the weekend the right way. Offer is valid with a purchase of a beverage. Must be legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you need more information, then you can go to kelsey's.ca. Well, there you go, Freddie. Um, can't wish you uh, well enough. Hope you're going to, well, you will have a great time. Oh, for, yes, most assuredly. For some reason, until you uh, talked about it just now, I was, um, I had forgotten or I was unaware that you were going with Buddy Doug, who was... Just one of uh, the nicest guys. Lots of fun. Him and Laverne. I got to hang out with them last year in the in the Mexican Sun. And uh, what a great time that's going to be. So who are they bringing? They're bringing their son and daughter and their mates. And their son and daughter are very good. Well, they're cousins to my kids. So, you know, they'll have a whole adventure uh, separate to ours, if you know what I mean. That group will be together long after mom and dads have gone to bed, you know. Oh yeah. Um, we we've done all the bow dog stuff. Yes. Yeah, of course. Is that and what you were asking, yeah, Dan? Durant? You did yours, yes. Yeah, Dan, you were asking that. Yeah, no, I thought there was a commercial that you normally do the. Bow I've dog done that. Commercial. Done that already. Oh, I wasn't listening then. That's fine. It's all been done. Be Everything's been Say done. Hello to Lisa. Welcome her to the. What day. did um? What did Lisa get you? I, well, my, by the way, my son got me, I was mentioning, going to mention this, a T-shirt, a white T-shirt. Um, he was very, very excited to give it to me because it, it's a hydro repellent. So you spill something on it and it uh, wash, <laughs> doesn't stick. <laughs> that is oh, great. That's, that's a great that, We all need one of them. I want one. <laughs> so, and it was, so we experimented. I started with a beer and then I said, okay, well, red wine, because he, he knows the red wine story. He says, let's listen to the show a little bit. So I think he was remembering one of the red wine stories. Many. So Many that's, he was very stories. excited. And we, so we did a little test of red wine. Everybody around here was, no, don't do it. It's a brand new shirt. And I did it. And it was like, uh, 
Yeah, bounce just, right off, bubbled off. Yeah. I, I saw something on that same line, along those lines, for you and I, Dan, and Freddie too. Whereas there, I was a thing on Instagram where I, a guy spilled some stuff on his shirt, and then he, you didn't, you, you don't see it. He just pulls it up because what he did before he ate, he put a cellophane on his shirt, like he just <laughs> sat there. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, Eli, his whole his whole upper body was covered in cellophane, so that he could you know mitigate the spilling. Um, and what did Lisa get you? Something special? Uh, in the, uh, well, one one of the things was a, a, a pair of really warm socks. Ooh. When I sit here and do this show, oh, your feet are cold. My feet get really cold, and uh, I don't usually wear a shoe in the house. So these are fantastic. Yeah, she just wanted to be be able to say, "Pull up your socks and pull yeah. out your cock." Yeah, I'm sorry. She went, what? <laughs> pull up you your socks and no, I don't. Pull know up that. your socks, pull out your cock. You've never heard that? No, sir. Yeah. Well, it's sad. and you know what? I'm the poor. I'm the poorer for it. Pull up your socks and <laughs> whip out your cock. <laughs> yeah. I uh, before you go because you won't. I, I won't be able to save this till I. So, okay. By the way, we're not doing a show. Just so everyone knows. Mm. As of now, we're not doing any shows next week while Fred's off, because I'm not doing four days without him. I'll do a couple, but I'm not doing four. Um, what do uh, Trump's hair and a G-string have in common? Trump's hair and a G-string have in common. They, uh, bo- they both barely cover an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, Dan? <laughs> What's between an 80-year-old woman's boobs? What is between an 80-year-old woman's boobs? Her belly button. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) All right, everyone. Auntie Ruby. Auntie Ruby. 98. 98. All right. Uh, So I'll let everyone know tomorrow uh, what the uh, rest of the week is going to look like. But uh, in the meantime, Freddie, we'll see you. Well, well, Freddie will be back doing shows with us on the... 15th. Yeah, that's right. Also, the day we're going to go and... uh, Take Bob McCown out for lunch. Oh, is that uh, is that a done deal? Good. Yep. Excellent. And by the way, that week, the week of the 15th, Noel Kassler makes his triumphant return. Excellent. To the Humble and Fred show, which is uh, going to be very, very good. And uh, Dan, you and I and uh, our friend Jeff Lumby will be uh, working together. I'm not sure. Did, did I know Lumby and I have done a show together. Do you ever do a show with Lumby? No. I don't think I ever did a show with Lummy. Let me think. No. Well, man, you better. We did uh, shows around each other because we worked at the same stations here and there. Well, you better be ready tomorrow because Lumby will be on fire. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And as I say, our our guest tomorrow with Jeff Lumby is another person returning to the Humble and Fred show that hasn't been on in quite some time. A former sponsor of this program, I should remind you all, from Muse Massage Spa, Emily Muse will be here. Right on, sweet Emily. Talking about the lost art of jerking men off. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lost art? I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I don't think it's been lost. I think through the millennia, there's been uh, work on that. Sure. What, what did the horny frog say? What did the horny frog say? Rub it. Rub it. There you go. Rub it. 
All right, kids. Have a great uh, day. We will uh, see you tomorrow. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, Kelsey's, and our newest sponsor, Lender's Choice Mortgages. For contests and comments, we read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Tell us what you think, and here's something you can do to help us out. Tell your friends, ask them to subscribe to this podcast, and maybe even share one of these episodes. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, on your journey, don't blow out your your station tubes. And enjoy every goddamn day. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that?